Do you have backup power for emergencies? The power grid here in the U.S. is outdated and at least two-thirds of the grid is 25 years older or more. That's why having your own solar power is more important than ever. With the Patriot Power Generator, you will never be without power. You can take it with you on the go or use it indoors. Yet it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, or even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use the code RTD to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. That even includes the Patriot Power Generator. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on orders over $97, and a portion of every sales donated to charities that support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4 use code RTD to get 10% off. That's 4 use code RTD to get yours today. Hello and welcome to RTD TV, featuring me, Tom, a.k.a. The Coming Conflict. And I just want to start out by saying thank you to Mike for letting me do these um, commentator type spots on the channel. And I want to just do a quick disclaimer that all the opinions expressed on this channel are my own. Um, they're not co-signed, backed up, approved by Mike in any way whatsoever. Um, so my views don't necessarily represent those of the channel and or Mike. And then secondly, I want to say a thank you very much for everybody who's already watching. Um, I see a couple people in the chat. If you want, leave me down in the chat where you are, what you're doing this evening. And we are also going to be taking calls. Uh, I'm going to split this up in a way. I'm going to explain it in a second where we can get some calls in. Hopefully, um, hopefully a few of you call in. That'd be nice to do. And then lastly, of course, do this channel a service by hitting the like button. If you're watching, I'm going to expect the like from you. I would appreciate it greatly. Mike would appreciate it greatly. And share this far and wide. Post it on your Twitters and your getters and your truths and all of that. So now that that's done, um, I want to start by kind of running down my thought process here. Now, this isn't a channel based around economics. All right. And I am, this is something I've been kicking around in my head for a while. I keep, especially with the whole Russia, Ukraine thing. Okay. And this whole, the BRICS becoming more powerful. And now there's going to be this new reserve currency and the dollar is fall, falling as a global hegemon. I'm starting to see some weird things pop up. And I think maybe some people might being prop might be being propagandized and not realize it. And I'm not saying that's any of you guys. I'm just, I just want to talk about what I'm noticing in people and the way they report things and kind of, kind of just do a debate about it. Um, this is something I've thought about myself a lot, but I've never actually spoken it. And I've realized that when I actually start talking about things, new ideas come to my head and I'm able to also resolve other ideas that maybe I hadn't fleshed out so much. So right before we get into that, let me just acknowledge a couple people here. We have Niels Han Dynasty. I have several videos on problems BRICS countries have like like war and power shortages. Yep, that's that's absolutely true. Um the BRICS nations are generally poor um for the most part poor by western standards. And they do have like South Africa, they have rolling blackouts, um, political unrest. Um, there's a lot of issues in these countries and there's good reason why they would want to join the BRICS 
as a way to help defend against problems they have with dollar-denominated debt. And then we got Morgan from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Thank you very much. I'm glad to see you here. So first, I figured what we would start with is we got to be able to define what what a world reserve currency is. What makes it that? And I'm sure there's all kinds of academic papers and economic um, economic dissertations about, oh, these are these are the ABCs. These are the, the bullet points that you need to hit to be a world reserve currency. But I don't think that's technically true because at the end of the day, any currency, whether it be the reserve currency or a local currency that's not the reserve currency, whatever the currency is, you it boils down to a way for you to convert your labor into savings. That's what currency is. You work, okay? You work for one hour, you burn 10 calories, and those 10 calories turn into one currency unit. So you've taken food, eaten it, transferred it into labor and then stored that labor in that one currency unit right now what makes it so that you can then go and take that one currency unit and trade it to someone for their apples or trade it to someone for something else that they've put energy into the basis the the bottom of this is trust so whether it be the world reserve currency like the United States dollar or the Chinese yuan locally or the Russian ruble or whatever the currency, the base layer of any currency is trust. OK, and I don't want to get into the whole the, the, the debate about gold is real money and this and that. We all know this, especially people on this channel. You guys know this all. I just want to talk about the facts as they are. And so, OK, so that's 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 what the most basic need for a currency is is the trust that when you put your energy in this to get this piece of currency that you can then take it and purchase the things you need or want right so let's scale that up why is it that the united states is the world reserve currency okay well first of all let's start at home let's start with the the domestic reasons why that might be and hold on, let me just address this. Yes, I completely agree. Trust in the Lord and no other. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you for that comment. Um, that is absolutely the truth. But I think it was Hunter S. Hunter S. Thompson or somebody who said, pray to God, but swim away from the rocks. You definitely want to have faith in God. You definitely want to be right with God. But at the same time, you can't just sit back and hope that everything's going to be taken care of in, in some sort of divine way. We're, we're, we are we are creatures of free will, and it's important that we exercise that free will if we want to be able to affect change in the world. So, okay, domestically, why is it the United States is attractive as a country that is that that can host the world's reserve currency? Well, theoretically, we have private property rights. That's in incredibly important, okay? We have a, a democratic, a, a republic with a democratic process that, again, theoretically, means that the things the government does 
are public and transparent. They should be at least. So there is less likelihood that a the government is going to come in and start basically um, they're not going to take over and make state-owned industries and businesses. Again, theoretically, I understand that the United States at this time is a little bit different than it used to be, but let's just, let's make this simple. So we have private property. We have the rule of law. We have transparency in the government. We have robust financial laws. Okay. We have a court system that is fair. Again, theoretically, that is fair. So should there be a dispute with a foreign nation over something, it can be settled in the United States courts, and that nation feels as though they are going to get a fair trial over whatever that dispute is. So that's important. Secondly, the American people are much wealthier than, again, on a a comparative basis than a lot of the rest of the world. So it makes sense to want to use the money that the people who are wealthier also use in order to sell products to them. Um, those are kind of the, the just, you know, loosely the domestic reasons. Okay. And this is going to be an unpopular opinion, I think on this channel, but our political system, I hear a lot of people talk about how, well, the, the whole political game is rigged. It doesn't matter. It's only about the money. And it is. But the political system and the money are deeply interconnected. When you have instances like, I don't know, maybe charging a political candidate who happens to be the main opponent to the guy in power with federal crimes in a first ever event that does not bode well for us there's there's uncertainty that comes with that when you have a political system that is again theoretically the representation of the will of the people and and in protected and shielded by a constitution that makes things very very clear our constitution our property rights our, our property laws, our, our, our economic laws, theoretically make everything very, very clear. So we have, or we had up until very recently, a very stable political system. It might seem chaotic, but that's that that feeds back into the transparency aspect. You hear about the chaos in the United States politically because we have freedom of press, we have freedom of speech, and we have we have visibility. That's why the rest of the world talks about our politics because you don't hear anything come hear anything coming out of the CCP or the Duma or you don't because it's still are more than they are citizens. So those are the domestic reasons. And I'm just spitballing this here off the top of my head, trying to figure this out in real time. Um, so those are the domestic reasons as I see them. And then yes. Absolutely. Nukes. And that's what I'm going to get on to the next part. We have also a Navy that is able to defend shipping routes. And you could also say coerce. But yes, we have a Navy and a military that is able to defend the homeland and defend shipping routes. 
let's just say hypothetically that Romania was the world reserve currency. How long do you think that would last before somebody just rolled up and took it over? If Romania had the 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 power and influence that the United States had via its currency without the military, it wouldn't be long before someone just rolled up and took care of that. So the military is an absolutely critical, critical, critical piece to this. Uh, only Russia produces 5% of the world's platinum. Um, yeah, I, I know most of it's in South, South Africa. So, okay. So we can defend our currency. We can protect the shipping routes. If there's a dispute, we can settle it. All right. And that, those are like the, the main things. Those are the main things. Then over time, okay, the United States made trade deals with places like Saudi Arabia, offering protection for the exchange of US oil in the USD. And then you build on top of that base layer of a free country with transparent laws, no capital controls the way that China has, property rights, the ability to defend it, the ability to settle disputes, a place where companies feel safe doing business, then you build on top of that. You build the trade agreement agreements with the Saudis, then you financialize and you get to where we're at now. So that's why that's, again, if I'm missing something, let me know in the comments. I am not an expert. I'm doing this in live time with you guys. So now we have the war in Ukraine. And I am seeing a lot of people because the mainstream media lies all of the time, they assume that if they say, if the mainstream media says something, that it's automatically false. That's a bad place to start from. They assume because, they assume because America has done bad things on the world stage from a foreign policy perspective and the media lies that that means that Putin is good and he's somehow fighting globalism and that somehow Putin's actions in Ukraine, if they're even happening, just going to throw that out there, but Putin's actions in Ukraine are noble and just, whereas the Ukrainians' response to them are somehow not. And I'm not going to get into who's right and who's wrong. There's a long history there that's not part of this discussion. So there's this weird contrarianism going on, whereas we have we have inflation here, right? We have inflation. Uh, we have political unrest. Things are bad for the American people. So I see a lot of people doing this contrarian thing. Well, they're like, well, why does the United States dollar have to be the world reserve currency? Why can't BRICS? be a world new world reserve currency and it's almost as if they're 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 rooting it on and i'm i'm with them to an extent i do feel like this usd system that we're in is it's modern day slavery it absolutely is but i don't understand where these people who think that if the BRICS were to somehow form a new currency magically and somehow make it the world's reserve currency that it would at all, the, the, that, that block would at all care one iota about you, your family, and the things that you go through on a day-to-day -day basis.
we would be taken over. It would happen quickly if if it plays out in the way that I hear a lot of people talk. Okay, so let's get to that part then. So the dollar is the world reserve currency. <clears throat> a lot of countries are upset about it. A lot of people are talking about, well, why do we have to trade in dollars when these countries have all the natural resources? Why are we forced to trade in dollars? And it's simple because I just laid it out. Those are the reasons. There's a reason why you don't you don't make again, let's take China. There's a reason that China is not the world reserve currency. Let's take all of their numbers as as factual and not complete lies. Okay, you can't own property there. Okay, let me uh let me switch over here. In China, is it 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 is correct that China does not allow private property ownership. And uh, I'm not going to get into all this, but basically you lease from the government for 99 years. So you can't own property. They have a completely closed political system. And there's people fleeing left and right trying to get out of there with their money. And they also have capital controls. So that's, that's one reason why China is in the world reserve currency and we are. It goes back to our political system. It goes back to the rule of law. It goes back to our ability to defend the trade routes, right? So, okay, so I'm hearing this contrarian thing where, well, if BRICS, BRICS gets together, then we're all just going to get along. We're, the United States, it, they can cooperate and everybody can just get along. Okay, let me just put this out here. The default position for all of mankind has been war. Okay, that was that was prior to to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ walking this earth, and it was after his death. Even with a a Christian based society, there's always been wars. Even after the the, the Judeo Christian West began to form, it's still plagued and marred by wars. The default position of humanity is not to, it's tribal. It's not, it's not default good. If anything, it's default bad. So the idea that Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are going to get together and A, get along with each other, or B, get along with the rest of the world without some sort of conflict to see who is the, the biggest <clears throat> The, the biggest dude on the mountain is it's absurd. It's absurd. I mean, do you think, do you think that, do you think that world peace is possible? I mean, it's an honest question. Do you think that world peace is possible? I don't, I don't. It's never happened before. And with what's been going on, it's, it's, it's even less likely to happen now. I see Ed Hammond checking in. Hey, guys. Hello, Ed. So there, there's that aspect, too. And I, I'm realizing I'm kind of rambling here. I should have made notes to make this a little more streamlined. Basically, what I'm getting at, this is my case against bricks. People are rooting them on as a, as a um, replacement for the USD. But it's just going to be more of the same. I, I, if this even happens, and if it does happen... I I I don't think I don't think 
anybody in this audience, myself, I don't think anybody's ready for the chaos that will unfold. BRICS is not the answer to America's problems. And America getting along with China is also not the answer. For just, you know, people who don't remember, getting along with China and trying to to engage with China and make them more liberalized is what got us into this place to begin with. It's the reason we have this rampant IP theft, the destruction of American uh, manufacturing. It's the reason we are here is because of Henry Kissinger and his, his, his plan to open up to China. It didn't go very well. They took from us, I'm not saying we didn't benefit at all, but they, they took tremendously from us. And that's the reason they are where they are now. So to think that somehow America getting together with China is going to do anything good for us here, okay? It, it, it's a fallacy. In the United States, we're citizens. In China, they're subjects. In Russia, they're subjects. They, they don't have the same rights, and they, they don't even have the same basic morality that we do here. I would venture to say it is impossible for the United States to exist alongside some sort of BRICS reserve currency. There are far too many powerful, wealthy people who are not going to give that up. I understand there's a fifth column in this country that is more than eager to work with China and sell us out. But there's plenty of people in this country who don't want to give the bankers, especially. Well, why would they want to sign on to whatever BRICS cooks up, whatever digital currency? And that's the other thing. It's not going to be backed by gold. Let's just put this out here. I, I would bet anything that if BRICS comes up with a currency, it's not going to be convertible into gold. Why is that? Because if they did that, no leader is going to make it harder for them to continue to expand, continue to do the things they do. Nobody's going to put, no leader, no country, especially these countries, they're not going to put themselves in a box where they can't print money. It, it's, I, I, I don't see it happening. And let's say they do back it by gold. Then it's a, it's a race to see who can get and hold and hoard the most gold. And it will make just complete and utter disparity around the world as far as poverty levels go. Uh, let's see. Jesus, I'm done. Not going to hear racist, jingoist statements about Chinese or Russian values and humanity. Yeah, I wasn't at all being racist or, or jingoistic, jingoistic at all. I'm talking about the Chinese government, the CCP. It has nothing to do with the Chinese people. The Chinese people, the Russian people, they're going to get screwed just as bad as we're going to get screwed. This is the, this is the dichotomy. This is the thing that people, they, they, they can't seem to separate. Like, we are not the government. The government is not us. What these governments are doing will never, ever, ever be good for us. And especially if it's led by the Chinese Communist Party and the thugs in Russia. It's never, ever going to benefit us. 
here in America. I would highly doubt that it benefits their own people. Their own people will probably get screwed twice as hard. I mean, look at the people in South Africa and all over the African continent. Because of the West and China's and everybody's drive for lithium and cobalt. Look at the terrible, terrible, terrible abuse these people go through. For what? As slaves or for basically no money. Look at what they go through. Now, let's take away, let's take away any semblance of law and order from the world's reserve currency. And do you really think that these people are going to somehow go from working in cobalt and lithium mines as five-year-old kids in Africa somewhere to all of a sudden they're going to go to school and get an education? No. I would bet money it's going to get a hell of a lot worse. because. Again, there is a connection between the value systems of a country, the legal system of a country, and its currency and the way that it approaches other nations. If you take the CCP, for instance, they are a godless communist regime and they will approach other nations through that lens without any regard for human rights. Russia, I'm a little bit less sure of, but again, I would, I wouldn't, I would not at all, at all kid myself to think that the Russian government cares any more about its people at all. Probably a little better than China, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see how, I don't see it being much better. God forbid someone think that the Jiden administration anyway represents me. Yeah, I know, right? They should be. They don't. And that's what I'm saying. This is, I'm, I'm doing this in like a, thinking out loud, kind of. Because I, again, it, I, this is not something I get to talk about a lot verbally often. And yeah, that that's the whole thing. It's like people need to separate themselves. That That's the best way to say this, I think, without rambling too much. People need to separate themselves from their government. In the United States, the government is supposed to represent, a, re represent us, but it is not us. It is not America. It has nothing to do with us. And the same in China and the same in Russia, but with a lot more authoritarianism. And I don't like the idea of trading the devil we know in our United States government. We know where they, they do things they're not supposed to for the devil you don't in a brutal dictatorship somewhere out east. And that's why I don't think the BRICS will be able to pull off a reserve currency because we're I'm sitting here speaking from an American perspective. And like I said at the beginning of this stream, the very base layer of a currency is you need to have trust you need to have trust that when you work for that dollar or whatever the currency is, it's going to buy you the thing you plan to buy it, plan to buy with it. If you're taking countries that already have crazy political turmoil, crazy financial turmoil, turmoil, crazy authoritarian rule, some of them will accept it out of force. But why, why the hell would the people choose? to switch to some new BRICS digital currency. If their currency's already been 
deflate inflating away and they've been using us dollars in a gray market do they are they going to trust when their government comes in and says oh we have this all fixed no i don't think so we wouldn't trust it here we wouldn't trust it here let's see what bling it on says bricks is not as much as a problem as cbdc both progress are bad but as far as usa's see and i think that there's something else afoot here too I think the BRICS is definitely going to do a CBDC. America is definitely going that way. And I think I think one hand knows what the other is doing. The, the American CBDC and the BRICS CBDC or whatever it's going to be will be completely interchangeable and interoperable. And I think that what is more likely to happen is a one world currency, not a reserve currency, a one world currency. And you might call it the lira here and and the real here and the dollar here and the yuan here, the yen here. But it's going to be the same currency running on the same system. It's going to be one world currency. That's where I think it's going personally. Um, that's where I think it's going personally because all of the central banks are on the interest in in a CBDC. And the only reason you would express that interest is because you need control. Let's see what Laura P says. Thank you, Tom. Will government take away social security? I'm 65 on social security and it's all the income I have minus co-pays and health insurance. So with caveat, this is not, prof this is not legal advice. This is not financial advice. And you should not take financial advice from me anyway. But my opinion is that when it gets to the point where social security is really at hazard and the government can't keep finagling its way out of it, that's going to be when the CBDC really gets, that's when it's going to get steam. And I have a feeling that people on social security, um, any kind of benefits, whether you paid into them or their welfare, whatever it might be, people on benefits, they're going to be the first ones to get this cbdc probably followed by federal employees then to the rest of us so that would be that would be my take and i would also say that when the cbdc's do get pushed out you're going to hear about it somewhere else in the world happening first um and when they do it here you're going to be given the option where you're going to be able to go buy gold you're going to be able to use it for everything and then as people start to adopt it that's when they're going to clamp down Thank you for the question. I would just say, keep always stay prepared. That's it. Make sure you have food, gold, silver, whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever makes you feel safe at night when you sleep. That's what I would recommend. That's what I would recommend. Uh, central banks around the world. Yes, exactly. And that's why I was getting to this long-winded way of saying like, the central banks are going to be the ones that decide which way this goes. And I think the central banks are much more friendly with each other than the United States, Russia, and China are. Once the central banks decide what they want to do, then it'll be up to the individual governments to dispense whatever it is they prescribe. Absolutely. I'm... 48 and I'm preparing now not to receive it. I'm assuming you mean in regards to social security. I'm the same way. 
I, I'm, I'm absolutely the same way. And it's going to be a weird thing, especially for people in their late 30s, early 40s. I'm assuming, though, that it, it'll be a it'll be a long ways before you're eligible to collect Social Security when you find out that you're not going to be able to collect it. Personally, I think it's going to be um, you're going to see it coming for a long, from a mile away. What's the reason for all the central banks buying up gold? See, I have I, this is something I've struggled with too, and this is what makes people think that they're going to do some sort of gold back backed BRICS currency. I think it is to defend their ability to create a CBDC. I think it's to take gold out of the system. I think it's to take gold out of the system, the central banks, prevent regular people from having it but also prevent other countries from having it, especially the poorer countries, keep them from buying it up. Because again, the idea that BRICS is coming and everybody's going to sing Kumbaya together and we're all just going to get along, it's a fantasy. It's an absolute fantasy. It, 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 it will be hell on earth. This is like Revelation's Mark of the Beast if this happens. So I think they're buying the gold to keep it out of the market. Keep it away from us plebs. Keep it away from anybody they don't want to have it. And maybe, maybe they will use it in some way to, to put on their balance sheet for their CBDC, but I don't think it will be convertible. They say, oh, well, we have X amount of tons of gold in our vault, so we're going to issue these CBDCs, even though we can control them, program them and all that. We have this gold, so we're good for it. I think that's I think that's part of it too. Uh, next question. I believe gold will be tokenized and put on the blockchain. I think so too, to an extent. Like I just said, I don't think it's going to be a convertible. I think what we have now, the United States dollar, it's technically still convertible for gold. The gold just fluctuates in price. I mean, as long as you can take a dollar and go buy gold with it, it's convertible for gold, right? As long as you can take a currency and buy gold with it, it's convertible to gold. It's not gold-backed, but I would be—I would rather have a dollar that's not gold-backed that I can buy gold with than a CBDC that's gold-backed backed but I can't buy gold with and I can't convert it into gold. Because again, why on earth? Just just humor me here. Answer me. If you have a if you have a, a rebuttal an argument, like I said, I'm just talking at the camera right now, but why on earth would China, Russia, India, China, uh Brazil, South Africa why on earth would they suddenly choose to devolve power from themselves back to the people? From my understanding, that's only happened in one time in history, and it was in 1776. Why? Why, why would these countries all of a sudden decide to devolve power back to the people? They, they won't. They won't. Absolutely, they won't. And that's why... That's why... I'm kind of doing this stream is to think this through. It is not a good idea 
to just blindly accept to, to it's not a foregone conclusion that America is collapsing. It is not a foregone conclusion that the USD is going to be worthless. It's not a foregone conclusion that we're going to be subjugated by the CCP or the Russians. We still in this country, while it's fading quickly, we still have recourse. We still have the ability as free men and women to exercise our rights politically in, in, in social media, whatever the forum, we in this country still have the right and the ability to fight back against the globalists and the CCP and the central banks. The only reason, in my opinion, the world isn't already under some sort of one world government totalitarian control is simply because of the United States, its Second Amendment, and the type of people that live in this country. People who don't like to be told what to do. People who want to rely on themselves. The government doesn't want you to rely on yourself. Relying on yourself at some point will no longer be an option. There's this famous saying that you might not care about politics, but politics cares about you. And it is the truth. And you might say, well, Tom, politics is, is pointless. Two wings of the same bird. It's always the same. Okay. Okay. So then what's, what is your plan? What's your plan? Just ignore it and watch the markets and buy gold? Cool. What, what's, your, what's your kid going to do or your grandkid? Have you thought that far ahead? What happens when you start get arresting, starting to get arrested for things you you said that someone didn't like? It's already happening. I guess maybe at that point you'll look back and say, "Man, I wish I would have done something." And that's how it is every time. I understand that you guys are an economics crowd, a money crowd, gold crowd. I understand that. I absolutely understand that. And I understand that I'm a political nerd. And I understand that you guys probably don't agree with half of my politics, but that's not the point. We all have one thing in common is we all believe in sound money. I'm pretty sure we all believe in self, self-reliance self and personal responsibility. It kind of goes hand in hand, sound money in that. But you can't hide your way out of this. What's coming is coming. The BRICS is not our friend. It will never be our friend. And if all of a sudden the United States government announces some sort of partnership with the BRICS, we're we're toast, guys. We have Santa Claus over at Davos with his goons trying to cook up God knows what with Billy Gates down the road to stick in our arms and just that'll be that'll be just another thing to deal with. So how do you plan to fight back against these massive forces that wish to enslave you if you do not get involved? If you just keep saying to yourself, it's politics, it means nothing. Everything's the economy. Let me stare at charts and predict what, what the next downturn is going to be and prepare for the Great Depression. Okay, you can do that, but it does not alleviate you of responsibility as a citizen of this country 
to do what is important to you to keep this country for the next generation. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me what you think. Let me see some of these chats. Here we go. Uh, we got Elias Jones. I am involved in local politics. Change is possible on a local level, and ultimately all politics is local. Yes, you are absolutely right, sir. Absolutely. The high, it's the idea that people can really understand the idea that people in Washington can somehow solve problems locally is insane. It, it's too many steps removed for them to either to care or have the, the bandwidth to deal with. Okay. But at the same time, it's not like you can just ignore these things because we're, we're very, very quickly in a very quick way, turning from a bottom up society from a, to a top down society. And like I said, you can tell yourself all, all you want that all of this political theater is just that theater. It's not, it's not. And you can, you know, it's not because of the things that they're doing right now to one of their political adversaries. I mean, that should really say it all. Let's see, Elias Jones. But also, local politicians are also not too bright. Yeah, I will agree with that. I, I, I see some very, <laughs> some very unexceptional people in local politics. It's kind of sad. Um, boom, boom, boom. Make meme go to jail. Exactly, exactly. But imagine what it's like for the people in the the Western democracies of Europe, they don't have a first amendment, right? That, that, that first amendment, that, that, that guaranteed right to speech, which you just referenced someone getting arrested for, it doesn't exist anywhere else. So again, look towards Europe for what's coming here. They're, they're generally a, a few months to a year ahead of us. Third party all day since 2013. Hey, I get it. I understand that. I understand that all the way. Um, I didn't mean to delve this too much into politics, but I, I also think that I agree with why you would want to vote third party, but I think we already have multiple parties. The Democrats, you have the, the establishment Democrats and you have the progressives. The Republicans, you have the rhinos and you have the MAGA. We have multiple parties already. They just, they fall under two umbrellas. Let's see what else we got. They say Powell has no power, but he comes out and says something and markets go up or down. Yeah, that's perception. That's not power. Powell is a, he is a middling lawyer who got appointed to this job for some sort of political favor. Um, you know, the Fed, the Fed follows it to your yield curve. Um, I can't, you can't say that he has no power. But it's just the perception of power that keeps the markets reacting the way they do. It's when the Fed finally is unable to solve a problem through printing money or sucking money out is when that's going to be a big, that would be a very big event because that would break trust in the system. Trust collapses. The dollar's worth nothing. Boom. It's just, that would be bad. So it, it's, it's the other thing too. Like I am absolutely 
and accelerationist when it comes to this debt-based slave system we're in, 100%. I want this thing to die. But I want people who love this country to be there to be the ones to rebuild it. Because at the end of the day, it's not about Republican or Democrat. I heard someone say this. I can't remember who. It's, do you love this country? And do you want it to succeed for yourself and future generations? Or do you not? If you're in the latter category, that's fine. Buy your gold. This is a free country. Do what you want. Stick your head in the sand. Pretend everything's fine. And everything is around you is a complete illusion. And you do you. That's fine. But if you love this country, if you want it to do well, if you want you and your family and your offspring and future generations to prosper, well, then you gotta, you absolutely have to be involved. You have to be involved. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. You got to just, you got to be involved and you got it. But again, you can't go crazy with it. You can't lose the forest for the trees. You got to know what's important and when it's important. And that's why I always say in my shows, knowledge is power, but awareness is victory because you could be knowledgeable about every little thing that's going on at any point in the day for any topic. But unless you're aware of what is important and when it's important, then nothing you know means anything. If you're not aware of what's going on around you, it means nothing. It means nothing at all. I am going to take a couple more chats and then wrap this up. I have a date with dinner with my lovely, lovely lady. Um, and let's see. I might break the second party into DNC, neoliberals, progressives, union Democrat with neoliberal leading GOP, neocons, evangelicals, MAGA coalition with new. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I mean. Like the, the Republicans, the Democrats are coalition parties. It's very sim. It's very similar to how European style democracy. I hate that term democracies work. It's just more automatic. There's less, there's less wrangling to get a coalition going. If you don't show up to the table, you don't get to talk at the table. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. It's a great point. And to wrap this back <laughs> from politics into why the BRICS system is not good. We have a chance to save this country. We have a chance to do the things that our forefathers and our founders wanted us to do. But if we just capitulate and say, well, the American government does bad things, so Putin and China must be good. Or the media lies, so every time they say anything at all, it must also be a lie, and I'm going to believe the opposite even to the detriment of myself and my country. Oh, the United States dollar is, is causing other countries to be poor because they can't get it. So we're evil because we're the global hegemon. If you believe those things and you can't think rationally about what happens when 
all of your dreams come true and and america crumbles and the dollar goes away and we are no longer the world hegemon well i hope you have a bunker somewhere because at that point that would be the point where you get your gold get your lead get in the food get your four patriot survival food promo code down in the description for mike i i use and love them and you get in your bunker that's when you give up but you don't give up until the very end and don't fall because i'm going to say don't fall for the propaganda from russia don't fall for the propaganda about china don't fall for the propaganda that america is in decline all of those things are meant to make it easier for the people and powers that be to control you. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I know this was a rambling stream. It was meant to be a rambling stream. I was trying to flesh out my thoughts as I was speaking. And yeah, I thank you very much for watching. Um, if you're interested in checking out my videos, which are a little bit more coherent and a little bit more to the point, I guess, um, you can find my link down in the description on Rumble at The Coming Conflict, also on all the social media at Coming Conflict. And uh, give me a follow. I'll be doing a video on Wednesday. And I thank you very much for watching. You guys have a wonderful night. And remember, in the information war, knowledge is power, but awareness is victory. God, God bless, my friends.